0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are helicopters, bears, oh my, an eventful golf match in Montana. Back-to-back champions in the Stanley Cup Finals. The NBA Finals are finally here. Who will hoist the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Baseball's greatest stars get together at Coors Field. The lights will be shining bright this weekend in Las Vegas. Preview of UFC two sixty four, and finally, blazing bets of the week. With that, I give you our chief of our fire brigade, Rob Cowell. Thanks, Colton.
1: Good to be here on a Thursday night in Delaware, Ohio. Welcome, Braden, back into the studio this week. Uh, Terry's sitting out this week, so Braden's back in for us. So we're we're swinging with four tonight. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, let's get started with the match, Colton. You want to lead us off? Give us your thoughts about how the the big showdown went. We Went down between Mickelson,
0: Brady versus DeChambeau and Rogers. Yeah, so it was a uh, pretty pretty eventful, you know, front front nine. They actually finished finished the front nine tied. Um, so you know, nine holes they they finished tied. It was kind of a back and forth match there on the on the front nine. Um, the uh, DeChambeau Rogers team took an early lead after uh, DeChambeau chipped in off the off the I think it was on hole number two. I think it was chipped One or two, in, yeah, chipped in uh, from. I don't know, probably a hundred or so yards out, um, and to, to put them up with a one one shot lead. But then, you know, Mickelson and Brady battled back there on the front nine. So really, the the difference maker was was the back nine, where uh, you know DeChambeau and Rogers really really separated themselves, um, and and took you know took that three shot lead. You know, winning three three holes consecutively to take that take that lead, and obviously never never look back from there. Um, you know the the big surprise, and I think the big surprise for all of us was really how well Aaron Rodgers played. Wow. I mean, obviously he's had a lot of time to work on his golf game right. since he's not you know <laughs> he skipped the OTA, right? He's he's yeah. he's a uh, you know a question mark for for the Packers, so if this Packers thing doesn't work out, maybe he can give golf, you know, give golf a run, but, uh, him and Tony Romo. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, the, the big talk, you know, during the whole, you know, the whole event, you know, live broadcast on TNT, you know, there were several times that, you know, the the people that were kind of commentating asked Rodgers. Hey, are you coming to play? You're gonna be in a Packers uniform, you know, Week One. Um, yeah, he seemed to be getting real annoyed. by And all he, uh, of that. he, he kind of, you know, just kind of shoot around, you know, kind of, you know, skated the, skated the yeah. question, um, and just, yeah, really didn't didn't answer um, that. And you know, I, to me, that's not surprising. I mean, it's yeah. it is what it is. Um, you know, he he's he he is where he's at, and and it's more important, um, you know, that he's out there to play golf, have fun. You know, at this thing, he's not worried about right now what's going on outside of you know outside of that that's you know something a totally different subject so right. you know if it's, it's between him and the him, the, him and the Packers to, to figure that out but it doesn't sound like that it's getting any closer to any kind of resolution with that so and we're you know getting closer and closer to football season now and I don't know we'll, we'll see what happens but back to back to golf yeah Aaron Rodgers played you know outstanding I mean he was driving the ball you know really well um, they used his his uh, his drive on six out of you know seven possible holes. So, yeah, um, and then, but he also you know putted really well as well. Uh, mm-hmm. He 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 made I think four out of five possible birdie putts, birdie uh, put, opportunities. So you know he he just had a really good all round game. And then you know Deshammo was there to kind of set up the approach shot to have, you know, set him up an opportunity to have those easy, you know, birdie putts. So, but, uh, you know, it was, was a fun event to watch, you know, hopefully we'll, you know, see, you know, see who they get to do it, do it next year. Um, but uh, yeah, Brady and then, and, and Mickelson dropped to 0 and two as, as teammates now in, in yeah. this event. So,
2: yeah. So I mean, Rogers prowess as a golfer was something I kind of talked about last week. I, you know, they said he's been uh, playing in that pro-am yeah every year so he's had some experience playing playing with the pros and, and really getting getting his game honed in so i think even that's really with the joe me. dirt mullet he had <laughs> right? going yeah. On there. yeah i think it looks good for a football player though I like brady looked a little too clean for me actually there was one picture i saw of him i actually thought he looked kind of like forrest gump with his red hat and his white shirt He yeah, yeah.
1: his high waters on too yeah yeah Charles Barkley kept saying, "Oh, you just don't want to stare into his eyes; you'll be mesmerized." <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But, no, it was fun to watch. I agree. Um, I didn't really care for the one club challenge on the fourteenth hole. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a disaster. I yeah, thought. No, I,
0: I must have missed that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't see. I watched most of it, but I must have missed missed
1: that. Part. They had yeah. You had four possible. You had drew an envelope and whatever, um, whatever uh, envelope you drew, that was the card that you used. Or the club that you use for that whole okay, yeah. both teams wound up double bogey in that <laughs> right, hole, yes.
0: so. uh, understandable. Yeah. understandable. Right.
1: So I mean I I guess it was it was fun to watch, but right, right. It wasn't very competitive. Um you know, and they want they, and I agree with Rod, you know, you, what you guys said about Aaron Rodgers. You know, they kept asking him, and he played it smart. You know, I thought by just kind of I mean, that's I, not the format, that's not the time. I, mean, I didn't and place. expect anything different, really, right, for right. him
0: to, to make some big announcement, you know, yeah, on that. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. just not the kind of person that he is. And, right. you know, I just, yeah, I, I thought he handled it well.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I thought kind of having everybody mic'd up and stuff, you really saw the personalities of everybody show through. You saw Brady's jokes and stuff and Rodgers. DeChambeau going back and forth too many times. I feel like we look at these NFL and golfers as like kind of robots. Honestly, they go out there and show up every Sunday. It's just kind of cool to see them actually in their uh, kind of in their moment. Yeah, I
1: agree.
0: Maybe it's a little bit of a stress reliever for DeChambeau. He's he's been in the news. You know, him and Kepka right. going back and forth, and right. it's really it's really getting to, to DeChambeau. Yeah, he recently just you know got rid of his longtime caddy. Uh, Kepka
1: really, had to poke him over that. Right, right. He
0: hasn't really had, you know, a lot of success here recently in, in the majors or even it, just in tournaments in general. Uh, so. Hopefully this is yeah just kind of a nice easy thing to you know kind of put his mind at ease so yeah. he can get back to playing some good golf. Yeah,
1: and and thank goodness for Rodgers because Deschambault's drives were all over the place. Yeah, he he didn't know? he was yeah he was spraying it
2: right right um,
1: you know and it was kind of funny that Mickelson actually wound up the longest won the longest drive. So right, right. everybody I'm sure expected, but he couldn't keep it on the fairway and that was his downfall. So mm-hmm. you know and the, I guess the big question that I got a kick out of for Brady was uh. You know that when they when they did go down three three holes and they said uh so what was you know what's easier coming back on the falcons from 28 points down or coming back (laughs) in this yeah from three holes down he said golf is an impossible game he said it's frustrating he said well this is way harder than coming back on the falcons which (laughs) i thought was maybe kind of a dig at atlanta a little bit but um yeah and they did they did
2: he took a little shot at uh, rogers too and uh they were behind there at the end, and they kind of were swinging
0: for the fences, and they said, well, you got to go for it on fourth. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he I, he I think uh, yeah. M- Mickelson said something along the lines that yeah, they were. It was like they were down two shots on the 16th yeah. or whatever, and and uh, Mickelson said something like. It's fourth down, you know, fourth and six or whatever. You gotta, you gotta score a touchdown to, to win the game or yeah. whatever. Kind of a, a dig at you yeah. know the Packers Tampa <laughs> Bay you know game that, sure. that that happened you know there. So yeah, but uh, it yeah, was fun to watch. It was, it was fun to yeah. watch, and you know all all for a good cause. Um, you know at at the end they uh, provided six point three million meals to uh, wow. to Feeding America. Incredible, That's And awesome. then another two point six million dollars to uh, my brother's Keeper, mm-hmm. um, which. I didn't know or, you know, had it didn't really know that much about. So I looked it up before, you know, just to have a little bit of information. But it's actually an organization that President Obama started. Um, and it's an organization that helps uh, boys and young men of color help to find mentors, support networks, and then also learn new and valuable skills to find a good job or, or you know, take the next step and head head to college. So, you know, good, good for them. You know, cause. Good, yeah, good cause. Yeah, You know, several good causes there and, you know it was yeah an entertaining thing so it'll be interesting to see the match uh what is it the match five yeah. next year and it'll that's be-
1: one thing i want to touch on before we move on there there was some interesting pairings mentioned as uh, the banner was going back and forth, and guys were tweeting in or, or phoning in. Um, what did you guys see as the most interesting or well, appearing pairing you'd like to see next year? I, I don't year? know if
0: I saw if I saw this. It might have come across there. But, you know, it, we, we talk about, you know, a lot of these pro-ams or whatever, and I, I would like to see Tony Robo play in, in one of these. That's he's he's he's, he's been on, you know, a couple of pro-ams. I think he's even been in a couple of, like, smaller, you know, PGA yeah, tour he's, he's tried to play yeah. into the uh, – be open. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, I think for me, that would be interesting to see, you know, him play just sure. because he is, you know, he's not known as a golfer, you know, he's more known for, you know, his football, you know, career, but you know, I, I he also is a pretty strong golfer. So yes. it'd be interesting to see, you know, him, him play out there, but I think Everybody wants to see if Shambo is willing to do it, see him and Kepka no, yeah, on, on the, yeah. <laughs> on the, on the, on the course. So that would be uh, good. I'll, I'll
2: tell you one matchup you're probably not going to see again next year. I don't think Mickelson's going to pair with Brady again. It, <laughs> if Mickelson's gone at this thing four times. He's got two wins, two losses. We're both with Brady. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. So. We'll see. Yeah.
1: So. We'll see what right. happens. <laughs> no, there was, you know, they threw Mahomes's name out there. Uh, you know, there was a couple other ones. Like, of course, you know Charles Barkley wants to play. Oh, in God. Yeah.
3: Nobody he, wants to be his Yeah, leader. that ugly swing. I mean, that's why,
0: you know, I thought Mickelson and Brady really had a chance. I talked about it last week. I, you know, said if Mickelson can lead Charles Barkley no. to a victory, <laughs> yeah. he can do it with anybody. And, you know, early on, Brady and, and Mickelson, that looked like that was going to be the case. It was kind of a, you know, surprise start for them. But, uh, you know, like, like I said, the back nine, they, they – didn't drive the ball very well. Definitely
1: so. their downfall. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on to the Stanley Cup. Um, right off the bat, i got to give Colton and Matt props. They said this would thing would – I said it was going to be a sweep. They said it was going to be over in five. Uh, they were right. Um, however, I think it could have been done in four. Uh, we'll <laughs> get into that here in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the uh, Tampa Bay takes back-to-back Stanley Cups. Braden, you want to give us your thoughts on the Stanley Cup finals?
3: Yeah, I mean, from the start or whatever, it just seemed like the Lightning were on were on their uh, path to success, and honestly, didn't have a lot of uh, opposition from the Can or Canadians. No, no, but honestly, amazing goal play from uh, Tampa Bay. He, re- uh, uh Vasilevsky really played out. Oh. oh my gosh, he had heck of a game in Game Five, two with the shutout. Just, oh, he,
0: well, well deserved MVP. Well deserved. Yeah, yeah, he was next to impossible to score. Two on the shutouts in the finals—that's right, almost right. unheard of. I mean, you know. and, it, and it wasn't just the final. I mean, throughout the whole playoffs, oh, he's yeah. been the, yeah. you know a cornerstone for for them, and you know. Don't uh, you know? Don't quote me on this, but yeah, I, I, you know, I picked Tampa Bay from the very beginning. You, you, know, you and I
1: both rode that train, rode
0: that train all the way. But I, I will have to go back and listen to the old episodes. But uh, I, I may or may not have predicted every single Tampa Bay series correctly, as far as like how many games <laughs> it was going to go to, other than maybe the first round when they went to the Carolina this, when they went the seven games against Florida against the Panthers. I may, or Panthers, yeah. I may or may not have gotten that one right, but. I was pretty, I'm pretty sure I was pretty close after that. So, but yeah, hats, hats off to Tampa Bay. They, they, I mean, like, like dad said, they probably should have won it in game four. Uh, but I think
1: they could have, I mean that, you know, they had that double minor that four minute power play at the end of like the last minute of regulation in the first three minutes of overtime. And they just, they looked like they were just out there doing the skating, skating, the skating around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they, they were
2: something kind of, we talked about during the weekend, you know, they, their fans weren't allowed to come. They couldn't get visas. And in, it wasn't the fans It was the families, or or the families, families. families, yeah, families yeah. weren't so, allowed I mean, to people, come to the celebration. People weren't going to be there to celebrate with them. I think they wanted to win it at home. They're, I'm not the, saying they threw the game, but
1: I, I'm not I, saying I think they threw they, it, I think but they
0: just didn't care as much. They could
1: have pressed them. a lot harder. They just were. Even, so
0: even their mayor chimed in on it and said, go ahead and lose game four, bring yeah. the cup back to Tampa. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, you know, give you that, that roaring crowd that you yeah. need. And you know, that's, you know that's just how it how it worked they just out.
1: looked so nonchalant in that power play mm-hmm. and then you know yeah. and then they they you know uh canadians wound up killing the power play and then scored a couple minutes later to you know take it in overtime but uh, i mean this uh, to me this series was never in question just you know we we've been bragging up Andre Vasilevsky and um just some quick numbers um both the the, the shots on goal were fairly even what surprised me um the Canadians had 140 shots on goal, and Tampa Bay only had three more at 143, wow. but it was the goalie play. Um, you know, he uh, Vasilewski had a you know 950. Jesus, that's a, that's just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not that Price played that bad, really. Um, I didn't think his was a little bit lower at 889, but um, you know, the, the shots being that close, it just seemed like Tampa Bay's shots were quality shots, obviously, and uh. You know, it's seven goals and five games for Montreal or for yeah, for Montreal, that you're not gonna win a, a series with only scoring one and a half goals a game, and then you know, the Tampa Bay averaged almost three and a half mm-hmm. goals a game. So, you know, it just it that Montreal just never was really in this series. No.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, a little bit little bit more about you know, about the MVP there, Andre Vasilevsky. You know, he he uh you know has a series ending shutout for the fifth time in his career which is wow. actually an nhl record so uh that's that's you know pretty crazy to think about um and he's a, he also remains undefeated in games coming off of a loss in the last two wow. playoff you know the last two playoffs I so did hear that you know stat. going yes. going back to last year and this year in these back-to-back championships he has not lost back-to-back games so you know that's that's, you know, that that's kind of what you that want. Gives you know? that, that gives your chance. That gives your team a chance. And, that's point. what you want. You know, you want your team, when you're all coming off a tough loss or coming off a loss, you want your team to respond. And, and there's nobody right now better in the business than, than yeah. Vasilevsky. So, but I think also at the same time, you got to give credit to, you know, Tampa Bay's, you know, offense at the Absolutely. same time. Um, Nikita Kucherov, 32 points in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Led led the postseason in points. Um, so, it's just crazy. He joins uh, Mario Lemieux as the only player to lead the postseason in points in back-to-back, you know, playoffs. Wow. So wow. he's in pretty good company there too. I'd say. So no and uh, but yeah, it just you know it, it was great to see also uh, Tampa kind of you know do you know win it there at home and and see the eighteen thousand fans in their stadium to be there to cheer them on right. compared to last year where there was. Yeah zero right. absolutely no fans right. yeah. so yeah just a very different atmosphere you know hats off to tampa bay um you know obviously they're probably going to open up as favorites for you know mm-hmm. next year no not what i saw no i no. saw
1: vegas and colorado i think is all the right. right now the early that's what vegas had okay early yeah. on um, to I mean, it's
2: still too early to tell yeah. all that anyway uh, yeah. There's still the draft but agency, it's as solid as trades. tampa
1: bay was through the whole play how can they not be
0: right there? Right. right and it, I think it has more to do with, you know, I don't know what their free agency yeah, looks like. I don't know, you know, what their situation looks right. like, it, you know, with that, because obviously if they have a lot of key free agents there's always so much money to go around and, and sure. you can't keep the team together. Well, they, there was
1: some question about how they got around the salary cap this year. Mm-hmm. and they, yeah. There was some people crying foul on that. And I'm not sure what all the details. Yeah. Were I, there, I,
0: I read something and it had something to do with actually Nikita Kucherov was on the, like the injury reserve list, the whole season, the whole season. Cause he had, I think hip like hip surgery hip or something surgery. like at the very beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And something, you know, some kind of weird rule or, you know, they they kind of found a loophole around it, like where basically he was he was healthy enough to come back for the playoffs. The doctors cleared him, everything was good. But as a result of him being on the on the injury reserve all season, his like his salary didn't go against their cap. Wow. So huh. they were able to keep, you know, keep him, you know, and they didn't have to, you know, they weren't over the cap or anything like right. that. And they basically kept, you know obviously their best, you know, best player and, and the rest of their team together without, right. you know, breaking yeah. the bank. Yeah. Kind of well, and,
1: and if it's legal, uh, then every team had that yeah, opportunity. Yeah, but, I, don't, I mean, give them credit for playing that well through the regular season and not yeah, having their – They didn't fun. need them,
2: but they didn't have to rush them back and then right. make them count right. toward the cap. But right. well, You know, really, then also hats off to Montreal. they got to be the happiest team to – Ever lose in five games in the Stanley Cup Finals because they weren't even expected to be there. They <laughs> right. were no, like, to lose the first yeah, time, they, right. they were so, the worst team coming yeah, into the playoffs. Yeah, they, they were wise, playing on so, house money. They they did a great job. They got yeah. there. They played their butts off. They, you know they deserve everything they They, got. they just
0: finally ran they into some a, big teams yeah, coming I mean, through. Yeah, yeah. They just finally ran into a team that just had too much firepower, too much. You know. Right. All-around game that they just couldn't overcome. Overcome yeah. that. So yeah,
3: I think we're finally seeing uh, Tampa Bay become a city of champions.
0: Yeah, wow. yeah, with yeah. the Buccaneers, and then you know, the Rays were in the World Series last year, and now back, back to back, back. champions yeah, in the think Stanley I, Cup. Saw so a
1: quote from Tom Brady said, so "Don't throw the Stanley Cup trophy like I did the Super Bowl." <laughs> yeah, yeah, from we'll one see, float to the other. We'll, so. we'll
0: see what uh, you know what parade that Tampa puts on, you know, for for their you know championship. So. <clears throat>
1: All right, very good. Are we done with that then? Yeah, I think so. All right, well, let's move on to the NBA. Um, we're one game into the finals. Um, you know, uh, Phoenix took that took that first game um, the other night, and the second game's tonight at 9 o'clock. So, Braden, you want to lead us off with your thoughts on uh, the first game and then uh, tonight's game as well?
3: Yeah, so uh, last game the final score ended up being 118-105. to 105. Obviously the Suns won. CP3, holy cow. He's really showing up. 16 years in, he's finally got to his first finals. And, man, that performance was amazing. 30, yeah. And he didn't shine away from the limelight, yeah. that's no. for sure. He, 30, like, he, he just been, seems like a man on a yeah, mission. He yeah.
0: seemed like a seasoned veteran out there. Exactly.
3: Yeah, 32 points and nine assists from him. And then to go along with that, Devin Booker, 27 points and six assists. And then on top of that, Ayton with 22 points and 19 rebounds. 19
1: rebounds. rebounds. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and then if you looked at the Bucks out there, Giannis, it, it looked like he was pretty healthy and stuff, but honestly, only he only took 11 shots in it. And, I mean, he's obviously the go-to guy in Milwaukee, so next game I'm sure he'll look to take more looks and stuff like that. But right. Holiday was the big letdown for me from Milwaukee with 10 points, and he shot 4 of 14 from the field, yeah. so absolutely terrible. Yeah.
1: yeah, I had that written down as well, Braden, good point. Yeah. And, you know, really, I was surprised at how well uh, Giannis played, really. Yeah. I, I mean – he, he's looked better but I you know I was pretty impressed yeah, yeah coming
3: off a knee injury like that I didn't know how well he well, yeah. would look he, he
0: made some comments I saw something where he made some comments that he thought his season was over he thought you know when mm. that knee you know buckled like it did he said he said at that moment I thought I was not even going to be ready to go even for next year I thought I was going to sit out all of next year he thought it was wow. that bad yeah. um, so obviously you know We're glad that that's not the case. You know, one of the better, you know, better stars. Right, right. Better, you know, better to see him, you know, play. Because this is what you want to see in the finals. You want to see the stars, you know, out there. You don't want to see a team that half you know half their stars or you know half of their which you know, we've
1: seen a lot of through yeah. the playoffs right
0: right so it, it's good to see that you know
1: and milwaukee survived that right you right, know
0: right tough series against the hawks without Oof. Giannis um you know hats off to that you know supporting cast right. i wrote them off i mean we we yeah, almost yeah, all we pretty all did. much did so you know hats off to them for proving us wrong um but yeah it was a uh, you know good to see Giannis out there um and, and i think he has to go out there and play uh, because, actually, his stat line in the two regular season games against the Suns: eighty points and wow. he shot almost seventy percent from the Ooh, from the line from, to, from the field. Tops. He's got to
1: get back there,
0: yeah. So you know, he's he's definitely has the opportunity to yeah. to, to pick apart that you know that Suns defense. But you know, like Braden said, he's got to take a lot more than eleven shots. He's got to get a lot more involved. But I was happy to see he also had seventeen rebounds yeah, I to mean, go along with those twenty points. So. We'll see, you know, going forward, you know, wh- how they do to get him more involved or what yeah. he does as a player to get himself more involved in the offense.
2: Yeah, so I guess my biggest takeaway from this first game, though, I, you know, I, I know Chris Paul put up 32, Booker put up 27, but it was really the rest of the Suns that really impressed me. Like I said, Aiton had 22, Bridges 14, Payne 10, Johnson 10. You know, you get you get that many people scoring in double digits, you're going to be yeah. tough to beat because that means you're scoring from everywhere. Yep. So it's not you can't shut down one person and expect everybody else to not do their job and lead you to a win. So uh, to me, the the Bucks have a, a long way to go because you know their their supporting cast doesn't doesn't score as much. You know you had Middleton with twenty nine and Kumpo with twenty. But after that you had lopez with 17 and really that was about it holiday right. had 10 nobody else in double digits right. so i mean unless the bucks bench and their secondary guys really step it up i don't see this being a long series i think the suns are going to take this thing in 5 yeah mm-hmm. we
0: we've talked about it a lot you know the suns are a complete team they're not just they really one, are. they're not just one guy you know like you said matt they 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 are they they got you know players that can score from all different positions all places on the field yeah. on the floor so they 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 have a complete team, which yeah. makes them so dangerous because right. you can't just stop one guy. You have to guard everybody.
1: Sure. You know, and, and it was a question that kind of raised in the post-game uh, interview from the uh, – they were try- I think they were trying to bait the coach a little bit from Milwaukee um, about a free throw disparity. You know, the, the Bucks only shot 16 free throws. And uh, Phoenix only shot, and they shot twenty six. They shot ten more, mm-hmm. and they were trying to bait him a little bit on that. And he didn't really, he didn't really b- buy into it that much. He said we would like to see it a little more even. But um, to me, the the, the Buck shot forty four percent from three point land, mm-hmm. yeah, and only forty five percent in regular <laughs> field goals. So, mm-hmm. and what, and what the reason I, I bring that up is because I thought that they passed up some good looks from the three-point line to drive into trouble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, when we, when you're shooting that good from from outside the arc, um, why not take it when you got those yeah. good looks at it? And, you know, and then they were driving and then not getting to the free-throw line as a result. So, But really, I guess Milwaukee should be kind of glad they don't get to the free-throw line very much because of those 16 shots, they only made nine of them. That's only 56%. <laughs>
2: All right, all I right. mean,
1: you know, it's going to be a hack a buck. You're going to file everybody on the team <laughs> yeah. if they can't shoot any better than that. You know, and with those 10 free throw, more free throws that Phoenix got, they, they made them pay. They went 25 and 26 was 96%. Right.
0: Man, that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah, so, and if I remember correctly, I think Phoenix – was one of the better free-throw shooting all teams season. in the NBA all season. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to make you pay. So right. may, it's, it's not going to be, you know, where you're going to have to think twice about putting them at the free-throw line to get pretty much free points. And so. again,
1: you know, we talked about this in the in this other – the Phoenix's early series um, and so far in these playoffs. They're just running that pick-and-roll perfection. Oh, yeah. 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 Chris Paul is just the master, yeah. you know. And, and when they switch and put a big guy on them, and he just blows by him and takes it to the rack, or steps back and drops one. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just working to perfection for them right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was that was kind of one of my keys, you know, to talk about, you know, before this series started of how the Bucks would handle that pick and roll. Because if you watch the Bucks, their typical kind of defense is kind of a more of a drop coverage defense yeah. where they 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 let you take those, you know, kind of mid range twos. You know, they they kind of drop back. Lopez kind of sits in the paint there. Waits for you to kind of come in the paint and you know mm-hmm. block you know protect that painted area, um, but you kind of you, you can't really do that against the Suns because they they actually they, they're they're more they like to shoot from that two point mm-hmm. mid range they mm-hmm. they prefer to shoot there than right. the three point line so yeah. with this pick and roll thing it's going to be interesting to see how the Bucks handle it going forward uh, you know game one the shot the Bucks, or Suns shot almost fifty six percent from the two point. Two point range, right? I mean, that's that's pretty good numbers right yeah. there. Um, yeah, you know, you're yeah. not you're not going to win too many games. That's as
1: well as the Bucks shot from the free throw line, right? Exactly. Right.
0: So it's, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, the, the Bucks are going to have to change change something. But what, you know, like we said though, it's so tough to defend the Suns because okay, the Bucks change their defense where they they start playing those pick and rolls more. They start coming up, start helping out more. Okay, that leaves now you got Jay Crowder in the corner for an open three or you got, you know, whoever open, you know, Booker on the wing for an open three, and those guys are both capable of knocking down, you know, corner threes or open threes. So you got more probably, you know, it's, it's, you know, you almost have to pray or hope that, Somebody is off their game, or you know something's yeah. not falling
2: and for he, them to, to play more man up. I mean, who who guards eight? I don't think Lopez is agile enough to guard eight. Yeah. So like we've mentioned that before, before, how good him?
1: his footwork is for yeah. a big guy. Yeah, right, right. He, he's really good. Yeah, I
3: don't he, think the series is going to be over though, just because I mean, if you look, the Bucks have went down two zero to the Nets or whatever, and showed that they can adjust to somebody as good as Kevin Durant, arguably the best player in the NBA right now. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they come back next game and take it.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think something going forward to look for you know for the Suns is uh, you know we we you know talking about injuries uh, you know the Suns uh, center or forward Dario Saric went down like two minutes into the into you know he only played for like two yeah. minutes
3: and he's
1: done. And it's he's done, an ACL. He, yeah, he
0: tore his ACL, so he for sure will not be back. You know in this in this series. So the Nets are or, and the Nets. The Suns are a little bit thin at the, at the front court position. Um, Frank Kaminsky, who, you know, you all probably remember from that, you know, national championship game, yep. you know, Wisconsin run there back in 2015, um, will be kind of getting the brunt of, of the minutes, you know, going forward. Um, but hasn't really played a whole lot of minutes throughout the season or even really in these playoffs, but outside of him, you know, they're, they're kind of thin at that front court position. So I, I thought in the series before the bucks against the Hawks, you know, those two games that they clinched the series they were getting a lot of good looks there in the paint and kind yeah. of dominating, showing their size and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of using that to their advantage. Maybe that's something that they can look to, you know, going forward, you know, in this, in this series to kind of, you know, take advantage of the sons who are thin at, at the center and, and forward positions. So. I don't know.
2: I think Kaminsky playing proposed a whole nother problem because he, he can shoot from the perimeter himself. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he can score from pretty much anywhere on the court. We saw that in college. I know it hasn't Totally translated the NBA
0: so mm-hmm. far, but right. the guy's a shooter. He has the he capability
1: can, he can do it, so. right, yeah,
0: right? Right. So right. we'll we'll see. You know, like Dad said, game two tonight, nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time, uh, over on ABC, out in the Valley of the Sun, yeah, out out, <laughs> in, out in Phoenix. Um, you know, last game in Phoenix before they switch over uh, over to Milwaukee. So and
1: that's my blazing bed of the of the week. So we'll get into that later <clears> on. <throat> um, so let's move on. Uh, let's go to the. Major League Baseball's All Star game and Home Run Derby.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. So, so
1: the game is Tuesday night at Coors Field, you know, a Hitters Park. That's a, you know, just a home run smorgasbord there with the, you know, lighter air. And, uh, you know, hopefully in the middle of summer, the ball is going to be flying out of there to make it interesting, not only in the Derby, but in the game as well. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just to kind of touch about, you know, the the home run derby there, it's going to be be Monday night, you know, obviously at Coors Field, you know, home of the Colorado Rockies. Um, So that'll be 8 p.m. Eastern time. So. Um, you're probably wondering well, who's who's participating, you know, in this year's home run derby, and so
1: I think it's more interesting as to who's not.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's a <laughs> lot of big lot names of that that aren't aren't playing. Uh, That's but, disappointing. But it's uh, yeah, kind of disappointing. But I think there's still quite a few big there's names. Still out yeah, there's there's that, that it's there. It's going to be still still kind of interesting. And for me, the number one there, you know, the first they they released the bracket, um, and and the one seed uh, Shohei Ohtani, which is a phenomenal, you know, two way player. He's Hitting the ball, leading the league, leading the MLB in home runs this year, um, and and also one of the lowest ERAs as a pitcher, uh, yep. starting pitcher as well. Unheard so, of, yeah. He's <laughs> he's doing something that hasn't been done since the Babe Ruth era, since back right. in the early 1900s. I mean, he he's he's doing something that yeah we haven't seen in a you know several hundred time. years in, yeah. in baseball. But uh, he's uh, yeah going to be the one seed there, and he's going to be taking on. The Washington Nationals, Juan Soto. Um, he's kind of a young, young up and coming star. Um, so he'll be he'll be actually the eight seed there. So be interesting to see there. You know, first round matchup. Uh, you know, uh, what what happens there? But yeah, uh,
1: Soto's only got eleven home runs this year. But right. I'm not sure how many games he's played in. Um, yeah. So you know that could be. And he's only,
0: yeah, like I said, he's only 22 years old uh, and, and, and his second full season, not, you know, not last year after, you know, the the COVID shortened season, but the year prior to that 2019, he actually hit 34 home runs in in a, in a a second full season as a major leaguer. So the potential is there for him to really get, get hot. So if he can kind of get in a rhythm. I just don't know if he's going to be able to upset, you know, Otani is, is really, you know, swinging the ball, you know, he's, no, he's, he's got to be back.
1: Vegas's favorite. Going right. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe, be uh,
0: way. yeah. Vegas has him. I, not a huge favorite, but definitely the favorite going, going into it. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Looking, looking at this bracket style. I'm not a big fan on how they've changed up the home run derby to mm-hmm. do, to doing it bracket style. Cause the guy, you know, Otani could kill it in the first round, and then have some guy catch fire, take him out in the second round. But he still has more total home runs. Right, right. You know, I, I'm sure I really like that format. I don't yeah. think the best home run hitter really wins. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you said, in the first round, you got Otani versus Soto, and then their their other matchup is. Uh, Salva, Salvador Salvador, Salvador, Perez. Salvador Perez and Pete Alonso. Yep. So that's 20 home runs versus 15 home runs on the yep. season. has yep. done this in the past. I think some experience in the home run derby is going to help him here. Yep. I think he takes that round. So I I'm look for that round to advance to Otani versus uh, Alonzo. And I, I really like that matchup, actually. Mm-hmm. I think Alonzo, with that experience in the home run derby, I think he's actually going to knock out
0: Otani. Uh, yeah, out I think Ohtani. he won it last
3: year. Honestly, he did. Yeah, last, he
0: did. not last year because they didn't have. Yeah, it but the two year years before, yeah. two yeah. years yeah. before, yeah. He, he's looking yeah. so he's looking to become the first back-to-back winner since uh, Jonas Cespedes back in 2013 and 2014. Mm-hmm. So. And to
2: me, that's that's the part of the bracket play. Like I was saying, I don't really like because those two are going to be the best, and they're probably not going to right, right. well,
0: be in the final. Right,
2: right. They're clearly not going to be in the final. One of those two is going to knock each other out. So. Right, right,
0: right. And and not to take away from Salvador Perez, he's looking to become not only the first catcher to win the home run derby but also the first kansas city royal to win the, to wow. win the home run. Yeah, derby i mean he's stuff.
1: got he's sitting at 20 so far this year so yeah. you know he he's got some power obviously yeah
0: yeah and then on the other side of the bracket matt
2: you you got the other matchups there yep. yeah we got joey gallo with 23 home runs on the season he's yeah. the, the two seed versus uh from, from texas seven seed, he's from, a ranger yep. 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 the seven seed from colorado so he's in his home park uh trevor story he's got 11 on the season and then uh, the other the other half of that is uh, Matt Olson, who's a three seed. Uh, he's an athletic. He's got twenty one on the twenty one in the year against uh, Trey Mancini, uh, Baltimore Oriole with fifteen on the season. Uh, I'd look for that to probably be Gallo versus Olson, and I'll uh, we'll probably go. I think Olson. So I think it's gonna be Olson, Alonzo, Alonzo winning the whole thing.
0: All right, all right, yeah. Just uh, you know, some quick quick hitters there about you know, like Matt said with with Joey Gallo. I don't think there's a other than maybe Otani, I don't think there's a hotter, you know, hitter right now than Joey Gallo. He actually has 10 home runs since, Ju- since June 26th. So, you know, in a span of about a week or two, he's hit 10 home runs. So about, a, about a, you a, to, know, he's swinging, swinging it sweet. You yeah. know, swinging it, swinging it, pretty good here recently. So uh, it'll be yeah, interesting to see how how he does. Um, and then the, the hometown kid, you know, Trevor Story, uh, he's looking to become, only the fourth player to win his home, you know, win the home run derby at his home home park.
1: Do you think that gives him any kind of advantage playing at his home park? Um,
0: it, it, it's surprising because I actually have a stat stat for that. Uh, <laughs> awesome, because, uh, that uh, Since since twenty sixteen, there's only been I think uh, four or five players that have hit more home runs than he has at his home park. So, wow. Trevor Story since twenty sixteen has hit eighty eight home runs at Coors Field. So he's and he's behind some pretty big names: Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado, J.D. Martinez, and Nelson Cruz. Okay, um, but you know, I, I think he he's comfortable, obviously, in his home park. So that you know could be a potential you know upset there. Yeah, in the first I think round. it does help.
2: You know, you, you know where to hit. You know right. where the fence matches your your style of hitting. So mm-hmm. you know if you got to pull it or you know right. do, do whatever you got to do to get it over the fence. So I I, I think it helps a little bit, but. Right. These guys are all such good hitters. I think ultimately it, yeah, it doesn't. I think you're right, Matt. So, right, right.
1: Uh, you know, and they're going to hit it where they're going to hit it. Um, yep. I think. Uh, I think. You know, I've seen some of the experts' picks. There's a lot of them actually picking Joey Gallo mm. to beat Otani in the finals, but we'll see. Um, you know, it can it can be a fatigue thing too. You know, by by the time you get to the second round or the finals, you know, a guy a guy's getting tired or whatever. So right. that that could be an issue. I don't know. You know. But I guess the, the point I was trying to make before it, you know, Otani's leading the league, but then you got Vlad Jr., and uh, he's in second, Taddis Jr. is in third, Schwarber's in fourth, and Acuna Jr. is in fifth. And none of those guys are in the home run derby. They all opted out. And then Gallo is, is um, you know, sitting at, at 23 and six there. So, um, you know, it's kind of disappointing for me to, to you know, those other guys opting out. I, I would yeah. like to see those big names in there. I get it. I, Matt kind of brought it up, you know, that, that really, why, why is Otani or why are the angels? Yeah, letting him? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's right such there. a big part of your team, not only swinging the <laughs> Batting, bat, but, pitching but two. pitching too. So yeah. yeah, it's a little, but I guess, you yeah. know, it's, it's, he's going to do what he's going to do. And,
0: and I've seen it in the past where, you know, like Otani, or you know, like a lot of the big names that come in, you know, swinging the bat well coming into this home run derby, and then after it's over, they like
2: they disappear because yeah. the, yeah. you know, they, they change their swing so much right. just to hit for power. You know, it's it's not their normal swing, and the ball's all coming in slower doing, and you know, it's, yeah. yeah, closer. Yeah, I mean, even Kyle Schwarber said that a few years ago when he did the home run derby, his his hitting wasn't the same for months afterwards. So yeah. I mean, it, right. it took him a while to get it back. Right, I, I can see it now if I'm one of those guys who's just smashing. Yeah, I, think right I get. Now. It, but
1: god forbid you know and that, that you know he would uh one of these guys would get injured too right. you know mm-hmm. during this and uh especially otani when he's You know that two-way player or whatever. So,
2: and I I, I wonder if more guys would be apt to come back to do it if they went back to the old style of you get ten pitches. Yeah, you you know, now it's time, time, so you're just swinging, 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 swinging. Right. So, I I wonder if maybe they they reduced it back to the old way of doing it, ten pitches. There's some thought. I mean, I kind of like the
1: bracket, um, the bracket going head to head. I kind of like that. You know, you got to be consistent. I think you can't just. But I, I do think it, it gets to be too much. I think I think it wears a guy out. Yeah, right. I it, do. It seems it has like to. that
3: time
0: thing can go on because I think they can add more time. Like they can, they yeah, have it, a certain it, amount it, of time, and then if they hit you like got those whole bonus game, balls, yeah, they get time. like you yeah. know bonus time. So it just. It seems like a long, drawn-out process yeah. for something that that should be like a quick, a quick hitter kind of right. thing. Yeah, so. kind
3: of. Yeah, they could honestly kind of like the three-point contest and dunk contest for the NBA. It's starting to become such a fast thing. I would like to see MLB start to adapt kind of that yeah. Yeah. instead yeah. of drawing it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So, what about the game? That's the home run derby on Monday, like Colton said. Then you know the games on Tuesday. Um, what What's your guys's feelings on the lineups? Did they get the lineups right?
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know I have I have a couple of, a couple of snubs both in the AL and in the NL. Um, but I'll start start in the AL. Um, I get uh, for me the, the the big one is uh, right-handed pitcher Tyler Glass now uh, the starting pitcher for for Tampa Bay uh, right now. Now I get it. You know most people are going to say, well he's injured. He wouldn't even be able to play anyways. Well I, I I understand that. You know you don't you don't you know whatever. But he could still. He can still make the team or still be an all-star, right. but then you replace him with somebody else. So and a lot of
2: these guys have financial incentives to that, too. Right, so, right. You know, if, if, uh, if they should be, they, they ought to get it. Right, and, and, I
0: mean, he's pitching a, a 2.66 ERA, the fourth lowest in the AL right yeah. now. So, and, and I believe it's, it's like, either – I believe it's his lowest in his career as wow. well. So, and and the Rays are kind of a surprise team right now that, uh, you know, they, they went to the World Series last year, obviously lost to the Dodgers, uh, but – you know, they—they they, they, a lot of people thought that they would kind of fall off this year. They—they they lost one of their big uh, starting pitchers, Blake Snell, um, at to free agency. Um, and then, you know, they thought, well, they just won't be the same team. But he's keeping them in there. He's really pitching well. Um, I thought that he—he he deserved to, to to be one of those kind of starting pitchers there for for the American League.
2: Yeah, a couple couple of NL guys. I mean, I'm a big Cubs fan, so a couple guys I thought had a shot to at least get in and didn't uh, got the Javi Baez who didn't get in at shortstop. He's, mm-hmm. he's one of the premier shortstops in the league. He's, yeah. he mashes the ball. He plays great defense. So yeah. uh, You know, I thought he, he would deserve to shot it. And uh, also Anthony Rizzo, one of the, one of the better first basemen in the league. Mm-hmm. But uh you know, it's, it's, it's apples to oranges, you know, it's hard to really pick apart who, who shouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. Every, well, especially so especially when the starters, I think so is much.
0: all on fan votes. Right. The starters yeah. are all picked via fan right. vote. Yeah. So, right. I mean, it's, a kind of a popularity contest right. there. So a lot of the, you know, if you're not a popular guy or you don't have a name that everybody kind of knows or remembers, you're not going to get a lot of fan votes. But that doesn't mean you can't be picked as kind of a reserve right. at the same time. Yeah. So, but, you know, they I, I think the MLB, you know, does a pretty nice job of, of selecting the bet. There's just so many players in the MLB. Dang. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. always going to have. You know, somebody that probably deserves to get in, but then how do you, you know, how do you, how do you pick which one, you know, kind of? And deal. I believe
2: the MLB has a rule. There has to be a representative from every team. I think they? so. Yeah. yeah. I
0: think that there has to be at least, yeah, one, one guy from every team. Right. So, you know, that, yeah. that makes it hard as well, right. where, you know, then that limits, you know, multiple guys from, from the same team yeah. getting on or, you know, things like that. So, uh, but, you know, in the NL, I, I thought, you know, third baseman Justin Turner, who, Surprisingly, you know, we we he's a, an older guy, I believe in his you know mid thirties, um, and but has only been selected to one All Star wow. game in his in wow. his career. Um, hmm. I think that was back in two thousand seventeen. So, um, but <clears throat> we talk a lot about him, you know, being he may he, he may get overshadowed a lot, you know, on that Dodgers team because they you know go out and get you know the best of the best. So he may not always get the star power be represented as well, but, uh, he's having one of the, one of the better, you know, one of the better, you know, seasons as a, you know, as far as a hitting standpoint goes for, for a third baseman in the national league. So I thought he might've, you know, got a little bit more, more consideration to be, to be there. Um, what do you guys, what do you guys think? Who, who do you think, who do you think takes it? American league or or national league?
2: I'm having a lot of trouble with this one. Uh
0: I, I feel like
2: the the pitching staff for the National League is a little bit better than the yeah. pitching staff for the AL. Yeah, but you got
0: some great hitters there. Yeah, the right. AL, right. So, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's going to be who gets the better of the matchup. Right. You right. Know, who's who's? Uh, and you know, I think in
1: a you know a team that you don't know, which is you know a team made up. Obviously, these teams are made up. From, you don't know these teams because they're made up of a you know group from every team. But I think in that in that case i think pitching wins okay um that's yeah. that's my thought and i agree with you i think you know with with Bieber not being able to play from the indians you know i think he probably would have been your starter if mm-hmm. he would have stayed healthy mm-hmm. um so i think yeah the the pitching pool on the american league is not maybe what the national league is right now so um i i gotta give the edge to the national league okay,
2: okay. see i always thought that, that that you would think of the pitchers too but it seems like in the all-star game though The hitters always seem to rise up. And it's because the pitchers are changing so often. They can't get into that groove they usually settle into in a regular game. So I I actually think it it leans towards the hitters. So with with that being said, I'm going AL. Yeah, I I think
3: AL takes it as well. Mm. All right. Braden? I don't know. I might have to go with the NL here because, honestly, with as good as Tatis has been playing and stuff and you have those big hitters and everything over there, I don't know. I got to go with them in this one.
1: Okay, very good. All right, let's move on to uh, UFC 264, um, you know, and, and it's mainly uh, the Poirier versus McGregor is the is the main card there. And, you know, love him or hate him, uh, either one of these guys, this is the matchup that everybody wanted to see. They split um, uh, McGregor, TKO'd Poirier the first time they met up back in like 2014. It's been yeah. a, the first time, uh, knocked him out in the first round, um, the rematch. Poirier took it in the second round with a TKO. So, um, you know, I think, uh, this is the matchup everybody wanted to see. And I think, you know, you're going to see the winner of this match, get a shot at the title in that lightweight division against Olivier. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So give me your thoughts on this fight guys.
0: Yeah, no, I think, uh like that said, I'll, I'll kind of take it. I got two different, you know, kind of storylines here. I got, you know, from the Poirier perspective and from the McGregor perspective. So I'll start with the with the McGregor perspective. You know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, question going in is, does McGregor redeem himself or does this, you know, put another hit on his, you know, legacy, you know, as one of the, you know, greater fighters in the UFC? Um, so like Dad said, he just lost to Poirier, you know, six months ago. That, via, back in January. But via a yeah. TKO. Um, so... You know, for the first time, that was his first you know first time in his career he's ever been knocked out. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on strikes, so that's you know pretty pretty impressive for Poirier, but you know kind of shocking. Then on the other you know the flip side there for for McGregor, um, he is he is getting older. He will be, I, I believe, thirty four just a few weeks after this event is over. So he's getting getting a little bit older for you know UFC fighter. Um, but you know he he you know it's something that kind of makes me think he may get his redemption. He had the same thing happen to him back in 2016 against Nate Diaz. Yeah. Nate Diaz, you know, beat him uh, via a decision, I believe, five round decision. Mm-hmm. They rematched it, you know, almost six months later. You know, similar to how they're doing it, you know, with with him and Poirier, and you know, McGregor got got his you know redemption. Obviously, that was four or five years ago, so McGregor was a little bit younger and, and things like that. So different circumstances, but you know, it, it still can be can be done for for McGregor. Um, and, uh, but yeah, like dad said, if he, he wins this fight, I definitely think, um, you know, he's he's if he, if he can beat Poirier, he's he's going to be fighting, you know, Charles Oliveira for, for that title, title fight there. So, and, uh, that'll that'll be an interesting battle because right now, Oliveira looks like, you know, the king atop that, the top that division right now.
1: <clears throat> Braden, what do you think about this?
3: Yeah. Between, uh, McGregor and Poirier, I don't, I watched the last one and the whole time it felt like McGregor. He got too relaxed almost because if you saw Poirier, he was taking his leg the whole entire time. It was just Mm -hmm. basically a leg kick, and Mm -hmm. that was the whole match, really. And then eventually his leg got tired out and fall. But I look to this time for uh, McGregor to stop, like to be more aggressive, honestly, because last time he kind of just sat back, kind of relaxed, and then that's when he would just do the leg sweeps the whole time. But um, honestly, I. And also with McGregor, if he does lose, I mean, he'll be still remembered as a great fighter, but I think his legacy takes a little bit of a hit in like the second half of it really mm-hmm. kind of goes down versus mm-hmm. somebody like Mayweather, who's been good throughout his whole entire career. Right, right. So I don't know. I'd love to see McGregor win, honestly, but I wouldn't be surprised if Poirier pulls the upset again. All right, All right Matt, before we get to you,
1: cause I know this is your uh, blazing bet. I wanted to add one more thing here. Um, and I, I kind of going along with what Braden said, they said if, if Poirier can survive the first round, then the fight leans more in his favor because they, they th- everybody feels like mcgregor is going to come out very aggressive in that first round mm-hmm. um so they said if, if poirier can you know survive the onslaught of that aggressive first round from mcgregor then you know the, the the momentum or the pendulum starts to swing his way a little bit so um yeah it'll be interesting to see right now poirier is a slight favorite at uh, minus 130 mcgregor sitting at plus 110 so yeah it's it's going to be a good one i think and it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top we'll let yeah. matt finish us up with this his thoughts and then he can lead us right into our blazing bets of the week
2: yeah well i mean i guess before i get into that poor year mcgregor there's also one other fight on the card it's a, a tie tolvaso against greg hardy greg hardy's the, the big nfl name he used to play uh, defensive end in the nfl got thrown out of the nfl for dom- domestic violence and uh <laughs> it's been kind of a inconsistent career for him in the UFC. It's mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even want him there, and a lot of a lot of people say if he loses this fight, he, he's he going to be done. Just, it'll, yeah, it'll be, be over going. with in the UFC right. as well. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. Hardy's seven and three uh, lifetime as a fighter. Uh, Ty Tolvassa's twelve and three all time, uh, but I believe Ty Tolvassa's eleven and one in like his last twelve fights. So wow. he's, he's really coming in strong. I, I look for Hardy to, to lose that, and uh, and. Kind of end in that. Write him off into the sunset. Yeah. We won't hear yeah. about him anymore. <clears throat>
0: uh, I didn't know if Colton wanted to add anything to that fight. Or- yeah, no, I don't have much to say about that. But yeah, kind of, kind of similar to what Matt Matt said. You know, I think uh yeah, Greg Hardy. You know, he has a real chance, though, to you know cement himself if he can somehow pull this pull this off. Right. He could really, you know, move up in that heavyweight division and really have a you know a chance to. See what he can really do against some of the you know Better top fighters, top fighters up there in the heavyweight division. I don't know. I, I to me, I, I've seen him fight a couple of times. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that he really is much of a UFC fighter. Yeah, I'm not, um, not so I, I don't know that he's going to do all that well against a guy that you know that's a, that's a good stat eleven and one in his last fights. I, I think that's what I read. Don't yeah, don't quote yeah, me on that. Yeah. I mean that seems. Seems, uh, you know, like, you know, I think that, that guy has, you know, a better chance, better chance of taking it. Greg Hardy, you know, doesn't, yeah, to me, it doesn't look like much of a, of a fighter. Right. Um, so just as maybe gotten you know, lucky in a couple of his fights and, you know, just yeah. worked his way up there. But, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't count him out. If, yeah. if he can find a way to win, he, he could move up that heavyweight Absolutely. division.
2: Well, so then I'll move us into our blazing bets segment of the, of the evening here and, uh, I, I was saving for the because I'm going with the USC fight of Poirier versus McGregor. Poirier is uh, the betting favorite negative one twenty-five to McGregor plus one oh five. Uh so Poirier in his last eight fights is seven and one compared to Connor McGregor, who's three and three in his last six. McGregor's really lost a lot of that gravitas toss he's had. You know, he's just not that that same that cocky, yeah. yeah, just that he, he just he doesn't, doesn't have, have that energy. same energy yeah. to him. Yeah. He's just not the same fighter he used to be. I, I don't look for this to go his way either. I think Poirier wins, and I think we'll we'll finally get Connor to retire for good this time. I'm just
1: not sure his, his head's in it like it yeah. used to be. Mm-hmm. He's got so much other stuff going on, all I know. The, his whiskey
2: yeah. and his He did sell off that, his, his whiskey, whiskey brand, just, so I don't know if maybe that, that was to get
0: him focus back focused back on just right. yeah. or, or
1: and, and You know, and like Colton said, he's getting older. I think his focus needs to be there. And it seems to be his focus in training, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, so, and I think it, you know, at 30, 34, 34 years old. <laughs> um, Though what we say
2: he's getting older. Him and Poirier are actually the same age, okay. oh, all right.
1: yeah. I mean, but I just think the focus isn't there because he's got so much else going on. And yeah. I, I, I agree with Matt. I think, uh, I think Poirier takes this fight. And,
0: uh, you know, Poirier, if he does, you know, does win this fight, he'll actually move up to 20 victories in the UFC, which would put him in a pretty elite category. Yeah, um, yeah. There's been only seven other UFC fighters to do wow. that. Um, wow. And then a couple of big names, George St. Pierre, John Jones, and Michael Bisping, which are three legends in, in the UFC. So if he mm-hmm. can, you know, find a way to to, to, to take out McGregor, He'll be joining elite company with the, with those victims. the UFC. So. all right,
3: Braden, you want to give us your blazing bet for the week? Yeah, this week I have the Padres versus Nationals. It's actually tonight at nine o'clock, and the Padres are minus one fifty to win. Uh, going into this, Tatis has is like the head. He's the head honcho right now. He has an MVP esque year with third most home runs right now at twenty seven. The Padres are sitting fifty one and thirty eight, and the Nationals are forty two and forty three. It'll be uh you Darvish versus Matt Scherzer tonight. Both great pitchers and everything. But uh the Nationals actually beat the Padres yesterday fifteen to five. Wow. Yeah, so I look to uh I look for that to go on tonight and I have the uh, Nationals winning. Awesome. All right, very
0: awesome. good colton all right well i got another mlb game i got the uh, cincinnati reds sitting at 45 and 41 second in the nl central versus the milwaukee brewers who are 52 and 36 first in the nl central so mm, a battle, between, yeah. battle between the two top you know nl centrals there for you know positioning in the, in the nl central division so i got i got the game tomorrow night uh you know 8 10 p.m eastern time so Uh, They're actually playing, you know, game one will be tonight, you know, second game of actually a four game series, which is, you know, not something you see a lot in, in, uh, you know, the MLB. So a a critical series here for the Reds, you know, if they can find a way to, to, you know, get sweep it or, you know, win this series, they can move up there, you know, right before the all-star break. But uh, you know, the red, both teams reds coming in seven and three in their last 10 games, Brewers seven and three in their last 10 games. But uh, you know, the Brewers, I think to me have been the hotter team, you know, previously they, they, I believe they went on like 11 or 12 game winning streak to put themselves in first place in that division. I think the momentum continues. They're slight favorites. This is almost a dead even matchup uh, between the reds and the brewers. I like the brewers to win. You bet a hundred dollars, you get back $89 and 30 cents. So, you know, I, I take the brewers to, to, to take this All right, one. Very
1: good. I'll finish it up. And I got the game two. Uh, Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks, nine o'clock tonight. You still got time to place a bet. Um, the Bucks are coming in as four and a half point dogs. You know, in Phoenix, um, I'll take the Suns to cover.
0: All right. I'm, and
1: I'm on a roll, baby. I think I'm three in a row. I All think right. the last three weeks. So uh, hopefully they don't they don't uh, wreck my streak here. Yeah. So I look for the Suns to cover the four and
0: a half. Awesome, awesome.
1: Well, I think uh, that's our
0: that's our wrap
1: up for tonight. We're gonna come at you again next week on a Thursday night again um we'll uh get the gang back in the studio next week and uh we appreciate everybody listening in tonight and hit us up you know you know where to find us
0: thanks guys for listening and uh stay tuned